0: You are listening to Salty Believer Unscripted. This is Salty Believer Unscripted. I'm Josiah Walker. I'm Brian Catherine. And today we're continuing our series, Stewards of the Bride. And I'm really hoping our listeners have their uh, galoshes or <laughs> <laughs> their high water boots Does with them. Does anybody
1: use the word galoshes anymore? I don't anymore? know. I, th- I, I feel Rain like I boots? had galoshes
0: as a kid and... And they don't make them anymore. Rain
1: boots or something? I don't know. Words matter. (laughs) Mudders, muckers. So, So. I duck hunt or I pheasant hunt. I should say we call them muckers or
0: muck boots. You need your muck boots. And already this podcast has derailed. But yay, <laughs> whatever you're wearing, I want to trudge through the muddy waters that we started last week as we've been unpacking the term pastor, elder, overseer. And I want you to unpack this issue a little more for me. I want to kind of dive in more. I to, messed you
1: up, didn't
0: I? <laughs> I just want to talk more about pastors and stuff. And last time we left off with kind of that is every pastor an elder? Right. And uh, that's a spicy one. Is every minister a pastor? Like, look you know. Uh... Let's talk about this a little bit more. Let's let's talk about pastor. We talked about elder, and we talked about the elder bucket. Now I want to talk about like the pastor role within that elder bucket.
1: Okay, so the let's start with this. There's a beautiful illustration in the Bible. It's a theme that runs throughout the Bible, in this shepherding, caring, um, illustration picture of God to us, Mm -hmm. right? Uh, And Christ is the shepherd. You know, twenty third Psalm, twenty three one. The Lord is sure. my shepherd. Uh, John ten uh, repeatedly as as Jesus is arguing with the Pharisees. My sheep hear my voice. Right. Right. We have verses of I am the good shepherd. Uh, you know, I call them out and they come to me. You have this illustration that just plays out over and over and over again about God's. People And God's flock, and Jesus says, I have sheep that are not a part of this flock. And, hey, I'm going to leave the 99 on the hill and go after the one. This is a constantly rich, beautiful theme for our relationship to God. Okay. And then Ezekiel 34, Jeremiah 23, Isaiah 56, there's a sense of God entrusting his flock. Right under shepherds and the hired hand when the wolves comes just runs away you know but the good shepherd doesn't do that and and so there's this really powerful imagery that's a shepherding imagery carry that forward even as jesus is restoring peter and calling peter to the task before he ascends to feed my lambs to uh, shepherd my sheep and to feed my sheep right Right. there it is again we just see it over and over and over and over again, even in the offices or the the gifts to the church—not the two bucket offices, but the right. the gifts to the church. You know that that God gave. You know, apostles. That's in Ephesians. Yeah, yeah, Ephesians four. Apostles, uh, avant- apostles, prophets, evangelists. Yep. Shepherd teachers. The right. word there again is this shepherd word. Uh Poimen. If you like to use a Strong's concordance or something, it's uh, forty-one sixty-six. G forty-one sixty-six probably pronouncing it wrong. It's a word for the noun and we see that play out and it has a verb form that's very similar uh, Pomeno probably pronouncing that again wrong. The point being here though is that there's this action and this role and we would call that action in the illustration a shepherd. okay right One who tends to sheep, but that's an illustration of one who tends to God's people.
0: So then is every pastor a shepherd or has a shepherding role so in the, the church? So the
1: word pastor ultimately just means shepherd. But we have sort of lost a little bit of that. And we now believe, in at least in America, in English, that the word pastor means the guy who leads the church. Okay. Right? Well, yeah. yes, it fits the illustration. But for some people, that's a CEO. Different illustration altogether. For some people, you know, it's the ringmaster of the three-ring circus. Different illustration altogether. I'm sure a
0: pastor feels like a ringleader sometimes. Uh, Yeah, (laughs) yeah. But, so
1: here's what's happened. is because the person who works in a church is called a pastor in English vernacular. Ask any person who doesn't read their Bible, what's this person? Who's this person? Uh, You ask them and they go, yep, that's the case. We have people that are working here in Utah that don't. Uh, lead a church. They don't have a regular preaching ministry. Right. They're not caring for a flock of people. But I'm a religious type worker, therefore I'm called a pastor. Yeah. Or it's easier to explain to outsiders when they say, right. well, what do you do? Right. Well, I'm a pastor. And if you say, well, where's your church? Well, I don't have one, but I do this. Oh, okay, whatever. We don't care. Right. right? Or I'm shepherding people. So maybe it's still But is there a local flock? Is there an under shepherding? So it just, it's muddy because the illustration is difficult. And then you have this verb of shepherding, caring, so yeah. hey, uh, when we ask a church to to help in that task, even if we take away the official title, are you shepherding well in your home? Right. So then people say, oh, that's a good way to think about it. Am I caring for as a dad? Am I caring for my kids and my wife? Oh, therefore every dad is a pastor of his home. Well, oh, okay. we just muddied the water up a little right. bit. Are you an under shepherd of God's people in this way? And that way well, you're doing sure. the shepherding task. Sure. So this is why this gets confusing. So. I've got a good friend who, who he and I go round and round on some of this conversation because he's saying, well, can women shepherd other women? Okay. Can they be an under-shepherd to tend to the female members of God's flock? And therefore, could we call them a shepherd or shepherdess? Could they then have the title of pastor or pastoress? Sure. Or whatever. That's a fair question, I guess. No, but you see how when you start to unpack it, now you have a female pastor, and as long as she's not serving in the bucket of elder in that conversation, what's the problem? Well, the the problem is it gets confusing, and it muddies these waters more, (laughs) but then it's also confusing not to use words that the common people hold to. For example, what is the church biblically? Is it a building with a steeple right. in the Bible? Or is it the people who are God's people, Right. in this case, who are believers, universal, invisible? You have these questions, right? right. Uh, local church, okay, it's the body of believers. The ones who aren't believers aren't part of that. But if you said, hey, let's drive to the church, right. you're not driving to a gathering of believers. The common vernacular is there's a church building.
0: Well, and I feel like what makes this issue so complicated is because not only within... A certain denomination do you have people all over the map with different you know terms and phrases for those leading in their church but also across denominational lines you know you have yeah. different ministers and pastors and bishops and, and all that and I, then i
1: once heard no i once heard somebody say he was from a different background a different denomination if my title's just pastor that's you know i'm just the bottom of the barrel who cares not a big deal but if my title's Pastor of something, right? Worship pastor, like I need to have a qualifier. Well, right, That's right, amazing. Right. But just pastor, you're just a
0: nobody. Everybody, Which, does. I don't like, see what that in, scripture? in the world. <laughs> right? He gave yeah. some worship pastors, some youth pastors. Yeah. Some. So and yeah, then
1: to your point, denominational differences make this complicated. Well, and then
0: too. let's talk about even more. Like you said, that guy feels like the bottom of the barrel. But so let's talk about, like, church planting networks, right? That start churches and plant churches. All of a sudden, the guys leading those congregations are not pastors. No, they're planters. They're the planters.
1: And that's a different illustration. That's so, a farmer planting seeds. When does he go from planting seeds to right. shepherding a flock of sheep? Do the sh- do sheep come
0: from the seed? Like. This is a When, when does we, that planter become a pastor? we have got mixed metaphors, mixed illustrations, <laughs> like, and it's complicated. If it's confusing right? to us who are on the inside, how much more confusing is it to the world who's on the outside? Well, and that's why when people say, can a woman be a pastor?
1: I'm like, well, the better question to ask is, can the women fill the qualification of elder? And what role does the elder play in your church? But here's where it gets tricky. So with my friend, I just posed the question. Okay, if you're going to use the term pastor, you're going to throw that around. Is it safe to say, fair to say, you have people serving in the office of elder who are shepherding, and you call them pastors, and you have people who are serving in the office of deacon who are shepherding, and you call them pastors? Okay, so you have pastor so-and-so, comma elder, blah, blah, blah. Pastor so-and-so, comma deacon. And he's like, well, that's confusing. I'm like, well, it's confusing. Right. This is confusing. Right. If... We don't really peel back these layers and understand God has created a qualification for this group of people in the role of elders. I hold, and we do, I mean, at the church where we serve. Right. If a person is an elder they need to be in that position of being able to be the pastor or a pastor, a shepherd in that sort of official office capacity to try to not muddy the waters. Right. But if they're not an elder, we don't call them a pastor. And if they're a, like, if we had somebody here, that was an elder, we wouldn't have an elder here that we wouldn't call pastor in some capacity. Right. Whether paid, unpaid, whatever, just in an attempt to to clean yeah. up the the whole confusion. At the end of the day though, what we have to say is no matter what people are called, are they fulfilling these responsibilities from God that are elder, that have these qualifications, or these responsibilities from God that are deacon and have these qualifications, or these responsibilities from man, who are third office, who have man's qualifications?
0: And I think that's really hitting <laughs> the nail on the head right there, is is more importantly than the title, is the act of service. Yeah, I remember at my last church, I was young, I was coming up, and I wanted to be a pastor. I'm like, I just, I felt like if I had the title of pastor, it meant I had arrived. Yeah. And it was kind of a toxic environment because I remember the pastor's wife going, you're not a pastor. You're never going to be a pastor. Like, just forget about the word pastor. (laughs) But I appreciate what you said on our last podcast, because you were talking about elder and overseer and, you know, how do we use that? And you explained that that term really means shepherding the entire church. Yeah. So when we look at the word like pastor, do I think my youth pastor is shepherding the entire church? Or right. is he just kind of helping the teenagers? But again, though, you just use the word shepherding. So are they right. shepherding just the teenagers?
1: So if they're shepherding, then they have to by default be a pastor with an office title. or, or You can know, be the, a minister that's a shepherd? You could be a... I mean, I think the reality is, I think every Christian in some capacity, as a disciple maker of Jesus Christ, right. could pull that same illustration and say, I am shepherding, caring
0: for, right? I am feeding lambs because as christians we're supposed to be disciple makers right so that once again that's where you have multiple illustrations throughout scripture because i think jesus is trying to drive home the point that hey we're supposed to help one another right you know in romans you see a real call from paul for unity and stronger christians helping weaker christians and how do we but to my
1: friend's point you know like well so he says if everybody's doing this we should be able to use the word pastor right but to somebody else's point who comes in and sees that and goes wait no the pastor is as we've defined the one or a plurality of elders, sure. elder, and this is synonymous, and this is what we do, which is why, again, it, the Southern Baptist Convention's
0: trying to sort this out. Well, and they got dashes all over the place, People right? People are talking
1: so. about it. Like we, it's the problem is we have a lot of words that have blended meaning, and so, so here we have. It's easy if you if you just take the role, if you say the elders or elder. Uh, responsible for feeding and caring for the whole flock in the church. What would we call that person? Pastor. Right. It gets more muddy when we say it this way. What about people who are shepherding the ladies in a ladies group? What about people who are shepherding right. the But And then the most logical answer to that is we want to get to using that metaphor, the word pastor. Right. That means shepherd. That actually means shepherd. Right. right, but we've adopted that word, and so maybe we need to st- pull back and say, "What about the people who are caring for, leading and teaching in this group? Do they need to have a title that would confuse people, or can they have a title that is a little bit less confusing?" But then, if you say, "Well, we're going to call you the now minister," can be a confusing word, sure. or we're going to call you the teacher or the leader. The people go, "Well, that's degrading because i have not called the shepherding illustration." Right. Well, right. we got we. It's confusing. It's confusing. Again, it all has to go back to function right. in the office. Function in the office. So could you have pastoring deacons, shepherding deacons? Well, I guess you could. Right. You just need to make sure to identify they're in this role. They meet these qualifications. Could you have pastors in their homes? Sure. They need to meet this role within these qualifications. Are they the elder of a church? No. Right. Because they're not... Respo- I mean, sure. But they're caring for people in their homes. So it just... We so, just need to recognize as we adopt that role of Jesus that the, we need to try to use terminology that's helpful.
0: So that, that, be, that, would be, that would be my next question. Is What do you tell to the listener who's just like, I don't understand what the big deal is. Why does all this matter? Why, why does, does it, it matter? matter?
1: Here's why it matters. And that's the right question. Why does this matter? Here's why I think it matters. Now, you could talk to other people and they might have a totally differing view. Why I think it matters is we're dealing with God's bride. The people that Jesus Christ died for is redeeming and is saved, and he's bringing them through this world to the celestial city, to eternity. He's right. saving us. They are his people. Now, we consider say his flock, and use that metaphor, but they are his. His people. Blood-bought, redeemed people. And God has said, I need these people, who I call, by these qualifications to correctly, rightly tend to to my bride, my people. And bride is another illustration, my flock. Let's just say God's redeemed people being redeemed, carried, cared for into eternity. So why it matters is if we take it so flippantly or if we add another office or if we don't take those responsibilities and qualifications seriously and we just take our own titles to be the meaningful thing or our own whatevers, we might be... Mishandling the bride of Christ, or God's people, or God's flock, because we're not doing what God has asked us to do—to tend rightly to those people—that's why it matters.
0: And I understand that, you know, theology matters, and Christ's bride is important. And obviously, there's a weight or a weightiness that comes with, you know, being an under shepherd of Christ and caring for the flock. But you know, I've got. For instance, we talked last week about the verse in First Timothy 12 that says, you know, I don't permit a woman to, to preach or have authority over a man. And I have female friends and family members who call themselves pastors, you know, and I've had disagreements with a family member over that term pastor. And they said to me, you know, I just don't want... To upset women, right? I just feel like I don't want to find out that you know to him it was a small issue, right? So is but, it a small issue that but, we're making a big issue that in the for the sake of offending our so sisters? So
1: let me say something here on this front. If someone were to walk in the church and say, "Hey, I really want to talk to at our church," like, "Hey, Pastor Robbie, who's not an elder, but he does lead us in worship." Okay, I'm sure. not gonna I'm not gonna jump right down a person's throat and say, "Ah," you know that's right. not. But at the same time. Uh, if you were walking around, Josiah, at, and we were at the, uh, you know, we're at the state fair, or we're at uh, a restaurant that gives a veterans discount, and you said, "I'm a veteran," right? And I'd say, "Wait a minute, why do you call it?" Well, I, I just identify this way, I feel this way. Or if a man wants to identify as a woman, people go, "Wait a minute, you can't just call yourself that." Wait a minute, you can't. So we're in a society right now that just says they in some cases. I just I self-identify however I want. In other cases, we say that's not acceptable. If I said I'm an astronaut, but I've never been into space or I don't train for the space program at all, people go, that's confusing. And that's the point I'm making. Let's not be so flippant as to be confusing towards God's people and God's requirements. And so to my my thinking, I would say it's probably still not right and we should try to get it right. I think we need to show some grace to one another in their churches as they sort it out, which is why I'm gonna go to like, what is the function of that person before I flip out? What is the function of that person? What's the qualifications? Is this man-made function, man-made qualifications? Or is this God-made qualifications? Are we doing this in a way that's honoring to the Lord and healthy, Or are we just acting like the rest of the world that says, I can self-identify as a banana and it must be true. Right. Right? I mean, that's what we're talking about here. And I realize it's complicated, but this is why we want to get it right. Because if we just degrade the whole thing, we're really just kind of being flippant towards God in it. And I don't want to be flippant towards the Bible
0: or God. Well, I think that's the part that people forget about the most is in an effort not to offend other people in the world today, we completely disregard the fact that we might be offending god that's right we, very much so and rather than just holding to god's truth we muddy the waters by just trying to please everybody
1: let's just yeah let's just please it well and this gets really complicated too with things like well our i grew up with a church that had sure. pastors this way or deacons we're going to get into this conversation with deacons is it is it this is it that is it this kind of office that kind of office what do they do was is it the deacons that only just serve the lord's supper and, right. and that's it or are they i mean what what is a deacon what is an elder? What words can we ascribe to these offices or overseer elder? What, how do we do this in a way that teaches into it, communicates into it? And so, I mean, churches are gonna handle this differently. And so I'm not gonna get wound up over kind of how they handle it, but here with like elder, it, right. you know, we've made a decision to communicate it the best we know how, and we're gonna do it the best we can. My friend might end up with pastor elders and pastor deacons and some of the pastor deacons might be women pastors and then some people are going to lose their minds and some people might not but I would go back to what function and office are we talking about and why did you choose to use the title and how does that help communicate to the people in which you are caring for what God's responsibilities and roles in this are. I think that's yeah. I think it would help if we all calmed down a little bit and then peeled back the layers of what, what we mean by the words we say. Sure. Here's the other problem, though most people don't know what they mean by the words right. they say. Well, I just grew up with a pastor, and yeah. pastor's pastor, and, and we only have one, or we yeah. only have whatever. And Okay, calm down, figure right. it out, walk. Through the offices. Again, It just right. all, for me, it just always goes back to God gave two offices, two right. sets of qualifications, two sets of responsibilities, who's functioning in which one of those two offices and what responsibilities.
0: And I think that's probably the most difficult part of this situation is a lot of times we just kind of go straight to what we've known traditionally or historically based on we, how we grew up or what our context or is. Or the books we like. Right.
1: I like that guy.
0: Well, that doesn't mean he's right. So... We say all the time, start with God's word, examine scripture, let's see what scripture says. But what other resources would you recommend for somebody who's kind of looking at this pastor, overseer, elder, bill? So, for the most part,
1: I really like the stuff that Nine Marks is putting out on the topic. Um, Jonathan Lehman actually just did like a 12-minute discussion on something I saw. And that's kind of where I got the, he used the buckets. Yeah. For offices, and I'm like, that's a helpful thought. You can throw all kinds of stuff in the bucket, but it still has to fit in this sure. bucket. I'm like, so, so that's been helpful. Um, I think that's.
0: And you've I'm, written you've written a couple blog posts. Yeah, on the we've, we've
1: referred those in the last ones. Uh, Elder overseer pastor gets to a lot of the words and and how to study that. And, and by the way, I think and then this one gives you all of the all of the. Strong's Concordance, you can use online resources, it gives you the words in English, you can read them, I'm trying to show you where they're translated, and that's a lengthy uh, lengthy, uh, blog post, but it's called What's in a Word? An Exploration for What's Behind Elder, Pastor, Minister, and Deacon, that's on the Salty Believer uh, blog. If you just click search and type what's in a word question mark, it'll probably come up. I think when you'd use that search feature, like four Google advertisements come up first, (laughs) so scroll down past those, and then you'll get to what's in the in the website. But I think those would be really helpful. Okay. And I, and I think, honestly, I think just really, really digging in and reading your Bible in the places where we're talking about right. shepherding. Right. Where we're talking about the offices. where we're Like, look for where these words right. get used. Overseer, elder, shepherd. Right. Um, recognize that we have language here. I think talk with your pastor. Right. If you're not... If you're not at Redeeming Life Church where I pastor, go talk to your pastor and say, how do you view this? How do you understand it? How can I understand it? I think your local pastor, shepherd, elder, whatever title, minister, elder, whoever's in that elder bucket, that elder office at your church, go talk to that person or those people. Now, the hard part is we have a lot of elders who aren't functioning in that right. elder office are called elder, but they're in the wrong bucket. Right. They're in like a one-year term where I choose how to manage the money of the church. I'm like, I don't know if that's the functioning role of an elder. But whoever's in that right. functioning role who yeah. teaches you the Bible, go ask them.
0: Sure. Yeah. You know? And to be helpful. To the point that we brought up before on this podcast, really look at the act in that role and, and how that rolls. Yeah, functioning, yeah, the function, you know, function especially in Scripture. See those words in Scripture and look at what the context of what's going on there. I think that really so. helps.
1: I think it also helps when, you, when we read to recognize that I believe that the apostles were in that functioning elder office right. in Jerusalem, right, trying to do the work. Now, they were in another role as well. That's why they're called apostles and just not elders. They were in the role of bringing the word, the revelation of God, uh, communicating that so that it could be what we have okay. today in the canon of Scripture that we have and then once that task was done the people that came in behind them were these overseer elders right. yeah right or, or and or and or slash and pastor right,
0: right. Well, that's helpful, and I hope that's helpful for you, too, who are listening. Uh, Maybe you have some thoughts on this subject. Maybe you have an opinion you want to share. You can drop us a line at saltybeliever at gmail.com. And I think you really hit the nail on the head in today's episode. When we talk about being stewards of the bride, it's important that we steward the bride well and that we honor God and his word and what he's commanded us to do. Absolutely. So, theology matters. Until next time. Thank you for listening. Find more information at
1: saltybeliever.com.